Well, it looked like y'all had an awesome time. I know y'all did. And so we're going to invite some of them or whoever wants to come up here and say something about the trip, you know. Sometimes people might not see the importance of doing kids ministry and VBS, but if you think about it, how do we feel about it concerning our own kids? Very important. And so it's important all around the world as well. And so, you know, the enemy starts after our kids when they're young. So how much more do we need to start planting God seeds when they're young? And so that's what our mission team did. They, you know, the Lord put it on their heart and they obeyed and we're so glad that you did. And so as y'all say what your experience was and what God did for you. Thank you. When we went over there, I didn't know what to expect because we were like, what are we going to do? How are we going to help them? And because we kind of went over there blind, just kind of knowing what we was going to do. We was going to do VBS and that's one of my funnest things to do. And so I can tell you that Sunday we got to go to church with them and we also got to teach the kids church. So between kids church and VBS, I have learned Miss Brenda if you speak the same language, you always have a Susie talks a lot, and that demands the attention. So you have to kind of like, honey, okay, we'll, we'll go back to that in a minute, and then continue your story because you only got so much time to do it. And um, just those kids, the tall guy with the hat that was turned around backwards, he was from the Ukraine, wasn't it? Ronan was his name, and um, he even brought kids from there. So they were even getting touched. You know, uh, Ukrainian children were getting touched, even though we were in Ireland. So we kind of did go around the world there. And so that, that was amazing. And the kids that were coming back and forth, and you see so much beautiful. The, there at the end, that was our, uh, uh, what do we call that? That was our fun day. And before that, we went to Limerick. And the one thing that as I've gotten back and I've talked to people that has really just kind of captured me was when you, there in Limerick, they have the Shannon River. And along the Shannon River, they have these stations. And there's a life raft in them, a life buoy. And it says, still a buoy, still a life. And I thought, okay. Well, then we got the story behind that because the days are so dreary and the and gray and long and stuff people will go and jump into the river you know just really ready to end it all and I just thought how sad you've got all this beauty around you and how you can't see it anymore because of the darkness and the dreariness and just whatever goings on in your life. And I think somebody told me that Randall actually saw someone do this and couldn't really do anything to help. And so that was what was sad is they have all this beauty around us. So even here in this place, in, in Fred and Sperger and Silsby, I'm like, Lord, let me see the beauty. No matter what people say, no matter what people do, let them, let me see the beauty in the people and everything. The, the other thing is they don't talk a lot, um, and they'll scare you, or they could scare you if they wanted to. We were walking downtown, and I walked by this little door, and I got past the door, 
And there was this man. Had he said boo, I probably would have ran. So <laughs> they can be quiet when they want to. Um, but it was just it was just an amazing time to get to minister to those kids. Because the one thing that I wanted to do is in that moment is they may have a Bible, but they don't read it. They may go to church, but that's it's just church. It's just something I do. But I wanted them to know that God could be your best friend. Every day I would say, okay, especially Wednesday. I'm like, y'all need to come back tomorrow because I get to tell you about my best friend and how you can have this best friend too. And that day on Thursday, we had nine total kids. Um, you don't have an altar call there. Had, had to learn how to kind of speak the way that they needed to. And I can't tell the Bible stories like I do up there. I will always tell our kids, now listen, these are true stories, but I put my spin on it, so <laughs> go home and read it. I can't do that there. I have to just kind of stick with it. But I would always tell them, the word is true. These stories are true, and they're found in the Bible, and you can trust what it says. And with Jesus, you always have hope. You always have hope. It doesn't matter how dark it gets, no matter how unreal it gets, there's always time for hope. And that's dealing with those kids where it was awesome. It was just totally awesome. Okay. I'm going to stand against this because I'm really nervous right now. I don't like being on stage. Um, so just to kind of tell you a little bit, um, you know, before when we were going to Vietnam, you know, I was really pumped, excited and everything. And then when God switched to Ireland, I was kind of bummed. And, you know, he he laid it on my heart one, one Sunday service and said, you're going, you know, and he answered my prayer. And then I, you know, I went. The first thing that really stuck to me um, when we got there in the first day of camp and it was some, it's something I'll never forget because it's different here. You know, you can talk to children. You can, you can talk to people about Christ and about how, you know, they've, God's changed you and, you know, moved you and everything, and people get moved by that. Over there, it's a little different because the first thing Kendra said to us is when they started that camp was that the first thing parents asked them was, is this a religious camp? And she had to say something along the lines of, well, we had to call it creative camp because we do creative, we do all this other stuff. And yes, there's a little bit in there. And that, that kind of cut deep because I thought, wow, why, you know, here we bring our kids to all kinds of different VBSs and we say, oh yeah, go have fun, learn about God. There it's the first thing is, is, is this religious? And that stuck to me so hard because I was like, man, there's, it was just almost like a cold, a coldness in that. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. I was like, well, why wouldn't you want your kid to learn about Christ or to have the freedom of Christ? But then again, then I had to, God reminded me they don't know that freedom. And, you know, it was such a blessing to get to minister to those children because, you know, God laid on Mike and I to be a part, you know, of a lot of children's lives through coaching or through other things in the community. And through those children, we get to speak to those parents and we get to minister to those parents. And God, and I didn't, I forgot all about this, but before I left, Brother John came up here and talked to me and said, hey, your mother is looking for somebody to reach out to her. She's got a couple boys, and she's, God said specifically boys. And boys, you know, I've got three of my own, so they're pretty special to me. <laughs> um, and I thought, okay, wow, you know, I, you know, I didn't think much of it or anything, and honestly, I forgot about it over in Ireland. 
Well, there was these couple group of boys, and um, I got to be with them, you know, talk to them a little bit. And there was two specifically, two brothers. One of them, you know, uh, Brother Chuck says, I got a twin floating around here somewhere. Well, this was Asher's twin. <laughs> he was just like Asher, reminded me so much of Asher. And um, I really just felt drawn to him, and I felt God's call upon his life. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to pray with him. You know, I'm going to be there for them, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do, God. Nothing happened. I thought, oh, wow, this is okay. Okay, well, I said I'll do it, and nothing happened. Well, one day, and I was down there, and I was helping Kendra go up and get the kids when the parents arrived. One mom walked in, and I started talking to her, and she said, oh, my boys are Robert and Luke. I said, oh, I love Robert and Luke. They're the sweetest little boys. Actually, I said, your oldest reminds me of my middle son. Um, just everything about him reminds me of him. So we connected, we talked, you know, and I wanted to tell her, and well, I did tell her how he opened up and he started playing with the other boys and he started doing things. And she turned to me and she goes, really? She goes, he doesn't do that. He, he doesn't do that. He's really quiet out in public and, or quiet out in public. And, you know, at home he gets all rambunctious, but not you know, out in public. And I said, oh no, he's really opened up. He's really connected with the kids and teenagers and everybody here. And it brought such a smile to her face. And it made me so happy because um, I knew that she was seeing her kids open up and blossom. And, you know, I couldn't sit there and be like, oh, well, because they learned about Jesus. They're learning about Je all of this stuff because, you know, <laughs> it's one of those where they're not so open to it like we are here. But I was thinking about that, and when we were leaving, I was like, Lord, you had me connect with this mom, and I'm walking away. And I said, it's the hardest thing I have to do is to walk away and leave these children. And he said to me, and he goes, you know now who you need to pray for. He goes, you know now. And he goes, and because she's not a praying mama, you are. So you will pray for her children. And there will be a time when she will pray for her children. So I, I left knowing, you know, that God not only, you know, was working within what we were doing, but he was also working within me. And I didn't, I forgot everything about what Brother John said until he brought it to light to me, you know, uh, a week or so after. And he was like, I asked you to do one thing, and that's, that's what I wanted you to do, and you did what I needed you to do. So it just... It's sad, you know, to leave them away, but to know that God's hand is upon them and that Kendra and Randall are over there still ministering to them. So that was one of my experiences. So I'm really glad I got to go on this trip because I kind of got to see like an insight to a different country and I got to be there for my mom when she was worried about the family back at home. I got to kind of be there for her. Um, I just love just to talk to the kids. I mean, I connected with them really well. I mean, because I was the youngest one there, so I could just get down there. I could talk with them and joke with them because um, uh, also I connected with their youth really well there. I mean, like, they're like, hey, you talk funny. You're going to be my friend now. So it was, it was kind of awesome over there. Um, uh, one thing that kind of stuck with me is like what Candace said. It, it, it was really, it was gloomy there. Like, you get there, it's so quiet, and it's like just, where's the huzzah? It's because it's there's not a lot of Jesus, but that's what they were, that's what we were there for. And we brought it, and the church that was there, we showed them a little bit of the Pentecostal huzzah. 
it was it was it was awesome, and it kind of was a turning point for me because I kind of I rode that fence before I went to Ireland, and I just thought I was like, it'll be my turning point. It'll be my turning point. But we really should have crossed that fence before then. But it, it helped me a lot to figure out what my calling should be. So. Pastor Scott told me to be prepared to speak, so <laughs> hold on a second. So for me, the thing that stood out the most really was kind of things outside of the kids' camp. Um, on the way to Ireland, on the seven-hour plane ride, I was seated next to strangers, and they were actually a young couple that was from Ireland. And so I'm like, well, I should probably, you know, start a conversation with them. And so I did, and I was telling them I'm on a mission trip, you know, I told them kind of where we were going to be at and a little bit of what we were going to do, although I didn't have good answers for their questions. I'm just like, I just know that we're going to do a kid's camp. Like, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. And they had said something, and it really kind of gave me a glimpse of the need that there is in Ireland because they said something along the lines of, oh, we never hear about missionaries in Ireland, but then again, we're not religious. And so I just, after the conversation, it kind of died down and I was thinking on it, my heart just like hurt and like yearned for them to know Jesus. And honestly, it might've been a missed opportunity on my end because I didn't know how to kind of restart the conversation and let them know. And they even had revealed to me that while they were over in America, they had lost both of their jobs. Like the places that they had worked had shut down. So like, I kind of know some stuff that's going on in their life and I could have, you know, told them about Jesus, but it just, it's something that I know that I can pray for. And I'm, you know, hoping that some seeds were planted just even in that conversation of like, hey, there was that person who was on a mission trip and she mentioned Ennis and she had mentioned this church. And so I'm hoping that some seeds were planted, even though I kind of didn't do more. And another time was we on the first day that we were walking around the city, which is really kind of whenever I fell in love with Ireland. Like at first, whenever I got there, I was like kind of panicking and was like, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> we're definitely in a different place and my family's not here with me and it's just, it's all weird and strange and they don't have ice. Like, I love ice. <laughs> that was like my biggest gripe. <laughs> but as I'm watching these missionaries just go about, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I can leave the comforts of home. But throughout that first day, as we walked around the city and I just got to observe the people and everything, I was like, yeah, I think I could stay here forever. <laughs> and so there was one girl that on the first day, I kind of bought something and she was, you know, checking me out or whatever. And I had said, have a blessed day. And she was like sick and could barely talk or whatever, but something like in her just kind of perked up as I said that. And I had said it more times, you know, throughout the week, but she was the only person that I kind of noticed a response from. And so even though it is spiritually hard, there is a hunger there. And there are people to reach there. 
And so throughout the week, I had talked to Kendra and Randall a little, asked them some questions and stuff. And I knew that whenever I got back, that I was going to talk to Pastor Scott about something, that I was going to apply to be a missionary associate. And it wasn't necessarily that I, you know, was like, oh, I need to go to Ireland or anything like that. But I'm like, Lord, I definitely could go to Ireland. <laughs> and so I did request Ireland. And I got an email back. Since I wasn't technically invited, I needed to get a hold of some missionaries. And lucky me, I kind of knew some to get a hold of. And so I had a call with them on Wednesday to make sure if I was a fit or if they could invite me or anything like that, if they would be my mentor missionaries, and they said yes. So I am in the process of going to Ireland. <laughs> so <laughs> so y'all be praying for me because I will need it. <laughs> Praise God. We're so excited, you know, that all, especially just today, you know, not including the numerous other times that, you know, the Lord speaks to us and, and tells us to get ready and prepare. And even like today, you know, I might ask you to put aside some things, but it's for those things, you know, even if it's not bad or whatever, it's just because he wants to change the course and he knows the direction that he wants us to go. And sometimes it takes putting something down to pick something else up or to pick something up that you wouldn't have never considered because the Lord puts those things in our heart, not, not for us to say, well, I can't do that. He says, I know you can't do that. I tell you these things because they're way bigger than you. That way you have to depend on me to do them. That way you connect with me and you experience me in the fullness of who I am. That's why he puts big things and big opportunities before us. And that's why he invites us to trust him, to trust that he's faithful to his word, to trust that he's faithful to his character, you know, and all those things. And so um, anybody else who went on the mission trip, do you want to say anything? No, Tricia? No. Talisha? She's hiding back there. I saw her head go down, but... <laughs> Anybody else? No? Okay. Well, we, we, we're glad. And so this is just a part of what we get to experience of when God puts something in your heart and he makes a way to do it. There was a couple of them that thought, Lord, I don't know how you're going to make a way to do this. But he did. He did. When God puts something in your heart, if you'll be faithful to seek after him, he'll show you the way to how to do it. And so um, we're... I don't really have anything. I don't really feel like I need to say anything else. I feel that the Holy Spirit has done what he come here to do. You know, the, the thing that I'll leave you with that as I was asking the Lord if he wanted anything else said was this morning, you know, when, when Brother Scott asked us to come down, you know, to, to say, okay, Lord, here I am. You know, I've been responding to the call in my life since God gave it to me years ago, you know, and he does it little by little, glory to glory, those type of things, because he prepares us for it. You know, we don't all get it at once. And so as long as we continue to be willing, 
he'll continue to do it. He'll continue to make the way. And so as I walked down here and I looked at, you know, I just sort of glanced and there was a lot of people. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I'm still willing. I'm still willing to do what you want me to do, even though I'm uncomfortable, even though I don't really know what that looks like. But I trust you. And you know what? The enemy shot through my mind. Don't think he doesn't show up to hinder, to stop, to prevent us from coming down to receive the things that we need from God. Was, well, where do you fit in? Why does God need you? You see all these people. You're nothing special. That's what ran through my mind. You're nothing special. So who are you? Why are you walking down there? And so I had to take a minute and say, you know what? I'm not nothing special, but he is. And he's the one that asked me to do this. So that's why I'm doing it. I had to take the moment that the opportunity when the enemy shot a dart through my mind because he's a liar and the father of all lies to say, you know what? He never said it was about me. He always says it's about him. And so when we start putting ourselves into the equation, we'll find ourselves backing out of what God asked us to do because it's not in our capability. And so, you know, I had a whole little thing going on in my mind when I was up here this morning. But, you know, I said, Lord, I'm glad that the enemy shot that through my mind because it just caused me to remember everything and call forth the things that you put in my heart, the visions, the dreams of the things that you said that you're going to do. I said, I believed you then when you gave it to me, and I still believe you now. Have I seen them come to pass? Not a bunch of them, but have I seen some? Yes, I have. And let me tell you, he's faithful to show up to do what he says he'll do if we're faithful to show up and to seek him for it. He'll strengthen us and he'll empower us to do it. And so I encourage you to take today and all the things that the Lord has put in your heart that he says he wants to do through you and for you to believe him and to know that it's not based on your goodness or your ability or your gifts. It's based on his, and he's well able to do what he says, and he will perform it in his timing. And so I just want you to know that, you know, when the enemy starts coming in and shooting lies, that you battle it back with thanking God for what he said that you, of what he said he's going to do. Because you know he's watching over it to perform it. Don't, don't just be a doormat for the enemy. God does not expect, he expects you to rise up and say, that's, that's a lie. And I don't believe it, even if you feel it. You know, lies minister to our flesh and our emotions. Yes, they do. There's enough truth in the lie that ministers to our emotions that try to move us off course. And so had I moved off course this morning, it would, he wouldn't have brought all the things back to my mind of what he says he plans on doing. And for me to say, yes, Lord, I'm willing. And so I encourage y'all to go through the week doing that as well because that's how, with the enemy, how he just throws darts into our minds to cause us to stop moving forward. That's all he has to do. He has no other power. We take it from there and we go the other way. So I encourage you all to take what God's given you and 
press into him and to follow it. And don't worry about the details. We're detailed people. We want the plan. We want the details. And so I've learned to say, Lord, you're in the details. And if you so choose to tell me, thank you. But if not, doesn't matter. You're in control. Things I can't control anyway. So you guys, y'all go and y'all have a good week. Uh, be praying for uh, Brother Scott and Sister Kathy to feel good. You know, we're believing. We prayed tonight, and I believe that the Lord heard us. And I believe that they're going to have a turnabout tonight. Because, you know, we don't pray a prayer we don't believe. We don't just pray prayers in vain. I don't. I mean, I'm sure you don't either. So if we believe, all things are possible to those who believe. And we believe him at his word. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for being with us today and every day. Lord God, I pray a blessing upon this people, Lord, who took the time, Lord God, to show up in your house, Lord. I thank you, Lord, when we do, we're never disappointed by you. So we thank you. Lord, I pray everybody gets home safely tonight and has a good night's rest, Lord, and wakes up in the morning expecting you at your word, Lord God, of what you say that you do based on who you are. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.